Welcome to this message from Alpha and Omega Ministries International. We value the Word of God as an instrument of growth in our lives, using it to mend our ways, align our thinking, and ultimately bring restoration. We trust that you will be blessed and encouraged by what we have to share. I want you to turn with me to your Bibles in 1 Samuel chapter 1. Just find that opening, please. 1 Samuel chapter 1, verse, beginning with verse 9. And find the opening in Luke's Gospel chapter 11 and verse 2. What I want to teach on this morning for some of us, this evening for the rest of us, are the seven principles to kingdom advancing prayers. Seven principles to kingdom advancing prayers. That's what we will focus on from the prayer that Hannah prayed in the book of Samuel chapter 1, 1 Samuel chapter 1, beginning with verse 9. But let's look at 11, Luke's Gospel, chapter 11, verse 2 first. Seven principles to kingdom advancing prayers. Jesus is speaking and he's teaching on prayer. And this is what he says. And he said unto them, When you pray, say, Our Father which art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, as in heaven, so on earth. Now, our primary purpose in prayer is to bring glory to our Heavenly Father by establishing the influence of His kingdom in every sphere of life. The most effective way to do this is through the ministry of prayer. When we pray the way God wants us to pray, we will always bring heaven into the earth as Jesus taught us and instructed us to pray. He said, when you pray, say, Thy kingdom come, Thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. So, when we pray, God wants us to pray in a way and in a manner that the kingdom of God would come to our sphere of influence in our own lives, in the lives of our children, in the lives of our family, in our places of work, in our business, as well as in the lives of those that we see and pray for from day to day. Now, there are several principles that we will learn from Hannah's prayer that she prayed. So we're going to go to 1 Samuel chapter 1, beginning with verse 9, and look at and study 
the kind of prayer that she prayed in this portions of Scripture. So Hannah rose up after they had eaten in Shiloh and after they had drunk. Now Eli the priest sat upon a seat by a post of the temple of the Lord. And she was in bitterness of soul and prayed unto the Lord and wept sore. And she vowed a vow and said, O Lord of hosts, if thou wilt indeed look on the affliction of thy handmaid and remember me and not forget thy handmaid, but will give unto thine handmaid a man-child, then I will give him unto the Lord all the days of his life, and there shall no razor come upon his head. And it came to pass, as she continued praying before the Lord, that Eli marked her mouth. Now Hannah she spake in her heart, and only her lips moved, but her voice was not heard. Therefore Eli thought she had been drunken. And Eli said unto her, How long wilt thou be drunken? Put away thy wine from thee. And Hannah answered and said, No, my lord, I am a woman of a sorrowful spirit. I have drunk neither wine nor strong drink, but have poured out my soul before the Lord. Count not thine handmaid for a daughter of Belial, for out of the abundance of my complaint and grief have I spoken hitherto. Then Eli answered and said, Go in peace, and the God of Israel grant thee thy petition that thou hast asked of him. And she said, Let thine handmaid find grace in thy sight. And so the woman went her way and did eat, and her countenance was no more sad. May the Lord bless the reading and the studying of his word. Now the first principle that we see in this type of prayer that Hannah prayed is that our primary goal in our prayers especially prayers of petition and intercession, should be the advancement of God's kingdom and not just the fulfillment of our needs or desires, though that is legitimate and it is right. If our Heavenly Father will do great and mighty things through us, then the kind of prayers we pray, folks, must rise to another level. We need to climb higher and our prayers must go into another level. What do I mean by that? They must go beyond ourselves and our own interests. They must embrace the interests of the kingdom of God. Now, kingdom-initiated prayers are never selfish and they are never self-promoting. They are prayed with the aim of giving glory to God and enhancing the lives of other people. That's a kingdom prayer, a kingdom mindset prayer that goes beyond our own needs, beyond our own desires and embraces 
a mindset that is interested in extending the influence of God's kingdom in the lives of other people. Now, I believe with all of my heart that spirit-led prayers are recorded in heaven, in the archives of heaven. Such prayers, when they offered in faith by ordinary people on the earth, have changed the course of history and even the destiny of nations. Out of ordinary people comes such a petition that is so huge and so honorable in the eyes of God that moves the heart of God and the hand of God on the behalf of those we pray for. One such prayer is recorded in the verses of Scripture that we just read in 1 Samuel chapter 1 by an ordinary woman called Hannah. She was just an ordinary housewife. She prayed the most unselfish prayer any human being could ever pray. She said to the Lord in just a few short words, but her prayer was so so tangible. In fact, the Bible says that her lips did not even move. It was the anguish of a heart crying out to God. And she said, give your maidservant a male child, then I will give him to the Lord all the days of his life, and no razor shall come upon his head. Now, she didn't pray for herself. She prayed for someone to be birthed and be given to God for his service and for the interests of the kingdom of God. That's an unselfish prayer. Another such prayer was prayed by Cornelius in the book of Acts chapter 10. Now, though his exact, his exact prayer is not recorded, we see the results of this man's prayer. The door, as a result of his prayer, the door to the Gentiles was open for the gospel to be preached. Now these are prayers that changed the course of history and the course of Christianity. Now, the second principle that I want us to focus on here is that kingdom advancement prayers must have prophetic insight if they are to go beyond our generation and affect the life of others in the generations to come. Now, the Bible says in Proverbs chapter 29, verse 18, where there is no vision or prophetic revelation, the people perish, but he that keepeth the law, happy is he. What do we mean when we say kingdom prayers must have prophetic insight. Well, let me explain it. What it means is that we should live so close to God's heart and God's mind so that we will know by the Spirit of God the things that the Father desires to bring to pass through us and then pray them through from the unseen realm into the natural physical realm calling those things in prayer which be not as though they were, and bring them 
from the unseen into the seen. That is an apostolic prophetic prayer. Carries tremendous power. Now, well, how do we know what God wants to bring to pass in our own lives, in the lives of our loved ones, or in the lives of our ministries and our church and so on and so forth? Well, in John chapter 16 and verse 13, Jesus said, Howbeit when He, the Spirit of truth, is come, He will guide you into all truth. For He shall not speak of Himself, but whatsoever He shall hear, that shall He speak. And He will show you things to come. Now, notice this. He will show us things to come. Why? Because He wants us to pray into them and bring them into the natural physical world. Another scripture that we can look at is found in 1 Corinthians chapter 2, verses 9 and 10. The Word says, It is written, Eye has not seen, speaking of physical eyes, Ear has not heard, neither have entered into the heart of man the things which God prepared for them that love Him. But God hath revealed them unto us by His Spirit, for the Spirit searches all things, yea, the deep things of God. What this tells me, listen, is that my eyes, natural eyes and ears, cannot discern the wonderful things that God prepared for us. But by the Spirit, we discern them. We see them. We welcome them in the Spirit. And we pray them through the very things that are hidden in the realm of the Spirit. That's what apostolic prophetic prayers do. They reach out into the unseen realm and they bring the desires of God, the things of God, the purposes of God into this physical, natural world so that we can experience them, so that we can walk in them. Now, Hannah prayed such a prophetic prayer that embraced the desperate need of her nation in one of the darkest times in Israel. Her prayer was so prophetic and so profound. Israel was in desperate need of a prophetic leader, one who would represent the interests of the kingdom of God, a leader that would turn the heart of the nation back to God and not like the previous leaders who compromised the word of God and led God's people into sin and darkness. And she prayed and gave birth to one of the most powerful prophetic figures in the nation of Israel, Prophet Samuel, came into being as a result of Hannah's prayer. The very name Samuel means given from God. It is a gift from God. She prayed him through. And he ruled and he governed Israel for 40 years, changed the course of the nation of Israel.
one man. But that one man came through the prayer of that ordinary woman. Now, we need to ask the question, what does the Lord want to accomplish through me in my sphere of influence? What does he want to bring into existence and give birth to through my own prayers? You see, if God is going to do something in your sphere of influence, he is going to anoint you and you are going to be that instrument that is going to give birth to things that are not yet in existence. They don't exist. They are in the mind of God. But as you fellowship with the Spirit, as you study the Word and spend time in God's presence, what's going to happen is you're going to pick up things in the Spirit that God wants you to bring to birth, to give birth to through your prayers and through your own faith. Things that are not even in existence right now. There are works, good works, works of faith that God wants to establish through your prayer and through your life. And they are not going to happen. They're not going to be brought into existence until you pray the kind of prayer that Hannah prayed. Are you listening to me? That's why from time to time we need to ask the Lord, Lord, what do you want to bring into existence through my life, through my prayer, through my faith? God is going to take your faith and my faith and bring into existence things that do not exist yet. And these things are God-ordained things. They are good things. They are good works. Because the Bible says God has already prepared good works for us to walk in. Amen? But it's going to take our prayer and our faith to bring them to pass. Now, I believe it would benefit each one of us if we would take time in prayer and ask the Lord to help us draft our own mission statement in regards to our spheres of influence. This is how we grow, folks. Spiritual growth doesn't come by just sitting and listening to sermons. It is engaging God in a, in, in, in a manner of prayer and faith and the word that you would give birth to things that do not exist yet. Are you listening to me? Now, take time. Now, this will require time in the Lord's presence. And ask the Lord to help you draft your own mission. Now, after this, after this weekend, especially yesterday morning, on Saturday morning, uh, God gave me clarity. And I can write down my own mission statement every time I step my foot into this island. I know that God wants to accomplish certain things, especially in relationship with ministry to pastors and leaders and the prayer movement and the unity movement. God wants to give birth and he wants to anoint and use me as a catalyst of bringing things into existence on this island. I know that. And so I can focus my prayers 
into that. We need to write down our own mission statement. What has God called you to do? There is a greater purpose for your life than what you are busy with right now. And God wants to reveal it to you and show you prophetically what He intends to do through your life and through your faith and through your prayers. Now, we're talking about spiritual maturity here. Amen? Are you listening to me? Give me an indication that you're listening to me, please. This is so important. Now, once you have defined and clarified your mission, begin to saturate that with prayer. Saturate it with prayer and God will give you wisdom in how to proceed. But the first place and the first step is to pray. Pray and pray again. Now, in my own experience, and this is my testimony, I've never been to Bible school. I have never had any formal training of being a pastor or an evangelist or anything like that. But years back, as I sought the Lord in prayer, the Spirit of God spoke clearly to my heart concerning my overall assignment from the Lord. And He did so through the Word. And I'm going to read you the scripture that the Lord gave me. This was the first indication that God had given me concerning my future ministry. It's found in Luke's Gospel, chapter 1, verse 76 to 79. And thou, child, shall be called the prophet of the highest, for thou shalt go before the face of the Lord to prepare his ways. That's why my ministry is a forerunner ministry. It's a ministry of preparation. This is what God anointed and called me to do to give knowledge of salvation to his people by the remission of the sins through the tender mercy of our God, whereby the day spring from on high hath visited us to give light to them that sit in darkness and in the shadow of death to guide our feet into the way of peace. Now, God confronted me with these very words. This was the rhema word that God gave me and it was branded into my spirit and I knew that I knew sooner or later I would end up into full-time ministry. Now not only I was able to discern God's call on my life but through scripture I received specific direction where to start from. Listen carefully. That is why I said in one of my previous messages that prayer is the foundation upon which we build our spiritual life and everything else. Without prayer, there's no foundation. It is through prayer that every other ministry is birthed. Before you do anything, you pray. And you pray again. And it is in prayer that God's will is revealed to you. And then you embrace that will and continue to saturate with, with prayers and whatever else the Lord would tell you to do. Now, as I sought the Lord, He gave me specific direction where to start. 
How? Through the word again. That is why the psalmist said, Thy word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. Amen. We don't do anything unless we base it on the word of God. Praise the Lord. This is the word the Lord gave me. Return to thine own house and show how great things God hath done unto thee. And this man went his way and published throughout the whole city how great things Jesus had done unto him. He said, you start from your own home, from your own house. You start from your own community. And that's how all of these things came through prayer. Now, that is why I say to you, when we, when we become serious with God, we, we engage God in such a way that you see the Lord sees the heart. And the kingdom of God, Jesus said, is for the desperate. And, and, and we need to get desperate sometimes with God and desperate with ourselves. When we reach that place of desperation, things begin to happen. Amen. Remember what we said two weeks ago, that complacency is the number one enemy of our prayer life. Now, being desperate is the opposite to complacent. Hannah became desperate. Principle number three. We must find the courage and the strength in the Lord to rise above reproach, above our failures, our pains, our hurts, our disappointments, our rejection, and with our prayers give something to God that He can work with. But we're going to have to find the courage and the strength in the Lord to rise above those things, above the hurt, above the rejection, above the disappointment. Hannah experienced failure and humiliation for a long time. The other wife of Elkanah ridiculed her because she was barren. And in those days, being barren was a great shame for a woman. And Hannah experienced such rejection and humiliation for a long time. She could have easily given up in her disappointments and failure. But thank God she didn't and she became a bright example for us today. Let me say this, my brother, my sister. Many a kingdom prayer has been buried and silenced under a rubble of pain, a rubble of failure and deep disappointments. Don't let the devil silence your prayer. You have authority with God in the sphere of prayer to change circumstances, to change communities, to change families, and to change even nations. This woman changed the landscape of the nation through her prophetic prayer. And I want to encourage you today. That is why I say many a kingdom prayer has been buried and silenced under a rubble of pain and rejection. Don't let that happen to you, 
for God's sake, for the kingdom of God's sake. Rise above the failure, rise above the humiliation, rise above the hurt and the pain. And with your prayer, give something to God that he can work with. The reason being is because we identify more with our pain and our grief rather than our destiny in Christ. It's when we allow the pain and the hurt to define who we are and what we can do rather than allowing the Lord and the Holy Spirit and His Word to triumph through us. It is our choice. My brother, my sister, it's your choice whether the enemy will succeed in silencing you through opposition or whether we will allow the Lord to rise up within us and pray accordingly. Well, Hannah rose above her bitterness of soul and she rose above her anguish. She rose above the reproach and the humiliation of her adversary and gave such an offering to God which moved him on her behalf. She said to the Lord, listen to what she said, Lord, remember me. Now, listen, that does not mean be, be mindful of me, Lord. No, what that means is, Lord, do something about my situation. That's what it means. And she went on and she presented the Lord with a memorial offering which moved the heart of God. Give me a man-child and I will give him back to you all of the days of his life. Let me say this. And I've seen that happen many times in my own life and in the life of others. When your prayer is accompanied by sacrificial giving, it enters another dimension in the spirit, which ultimately moves the hand and the heart of God on your behalf. You remember what the angel of the Lord said to Cornelius in Acts chapter 10? God sent an angel to this praying man and he said, Cornelius, your prayers and your sacrificial giving have come up to God and he sent me because your prayers and your offerings have raised up a memorial offering before me. And God sent an angel and changed the course of the Gentile nation through that man's prayers. Folks, we're touching on something here that is so powerful that if we would give heed to the Lord and really get serious with God, God will birth great and wonderful things through your life. And that's the desire of God that is the heart of God. He doesn't want you to live an ordinary life. He wants you to climb to another level and live an extraordinary life and through your prayers bring things to pass that do not exist yet. 
So take a few moments and think about that. In fact, I want to stop the lesson right here. I'm not going to finish it. And I'm going to ask us to pray to turn our hearts to God and ask Him that the Spirit of God would stir up something within us today that will cause our prayer life to enter another realm, another dimension. That we begin to make a difference not only in our own lives through our prayers, but in the lives of others, in the life of this ministry, in the life of your business, your friends, your community, and even our nations. Can we do that? Heavenly Father, we bow before you these few minutes. And we don't want to hurry through your word, Lord. But the very things that you're sharing today by your spirit has touched our hearts to such an extent that we lift up our voice from deep within our hearts and we cry out unto you that you would pour out a spirit of prayer upon us. The kind of prayer that extends and establishes the influence of your kingdom, Father, in our sphere of influence. I pray that you will pour out such wisdom and such a spirit of revelation in understanding your purposes and your plans for our lives and the lives of our loved ones. That we would rise, dear Lord, that we would rise from our disappointments, from our discouragement, from our rejection and give you something in our prayers and through our prayers that you can work with. Lord, touch our hearts today, we pray. Do not leave us the way we are. Help us learn from this simple, ordinary woman called Hannah, how she changed the course of her nation through her prophetic prayer. And it was so simple, yet so profound. The Word of God says that her lips did not even move, but her heart was moved to such an extent that it touched your heart and you granted her request because she became desperate. May we become desperate in our seeking you, Lord. And may we never give up until we know that we know that you heard our prayer and you are at work on the behalf of our prayer. We give you praise, Father, in the name of Jesus today. Thank you for listening to this message. For additional resources or more information about this ministry, come and visit us at alphaomegaint.org.za.